The merrymakers. <laughs> that is the best way to end the show. I'm sorry. <laughs> the best way. Is that the best way to end the show? The hilarity and mayhem is two strong notes. <laughs> All right, here we are. Time out with Patty C, episode 49B. We've had some technical difficulties over the last 48 episodes. <laughs> That's why we've called it 49B. We missed like episode 13 because I didn't push the record button. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I did. And um, we might have missed one or two before. And when our 50th comes up, that's a big boy. So this is 49B. All right, let's go around the table. Let's, let's go from long distance. DJ coming in from Long Island. Say hello to the crowd. Hey, everyone. This is Dennis from Long Island. DJ. Mikey D. Hey, hey, everybody. Papa Giggs. Hello from Upper Milford. And finally, Big Mike. Good evening, everyone. All right. Two new things that we do in Time Out with Patty C. One is, what's your opinion? It's the new special edition of Patty C. What's your opinion? Shopping malls. Mikey D, what do you got? I've had a couple things come to mind. So I do a lot of work in shopping malls. So I don't necessarily like to spend a lot of social or free time in shopping malls. But then I recently watched the Blues Brothers movie, and they have the scene where they're driving the old cruiser through the shopping mall. Yes. That's the funniest thing ever. It was funny when I was a kid, and I still appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I like it. Shopping malls, are like, give a thumbs up. Yeah, why not? Next, Papa Giggs, quiet rooms in the library. What's your opinion? 100%. I think that's the place where you have it. You know, you're, you're there to... Find books, you're there to check out books, read a little bit. Maybe they could have areas that don't necessarily have to be quiet, but I, I like the idea of a nice, quiet, relaxing, chill library. I like it. Very nice. Strongly agree. Yep. Social media, Facebook, X, Instagram. Big Mike, what's your opinion? Uh, this one feels a lot heavier than the other ones. Uh, <laughs> Doesn't think, have to be. I think they're uh, responsible for a large part of the... Um, the downfall of our society sure um it creates a weird um situation where you're comparing yourself to others um sort of false narratives uh and um yeah i'm not i'm not a huge fan although i i've, I've shaped my my social media in such a way that it's all disc golf guitar and food related <laughs> type thing so i'm able to kind of tailor it to my hobbies rather than kind of keeping tabs on other people which i find much healthier Nice, very nice. Wait, isn't goat yoga then one of your hobbies too? Goat yoga is definitely not. <laughs> oh, on my, not but if on you talk to my okay. wife, she's probably got some of that in her feed. <laughs> DJ, genetic engineering, what is your opinion? <laughs> I am but not in favor of it in the sense that there's the unintended consequences. Uh, but at the same time, like for example, for food, you know, growing population and, uh, you know, fewer resources with which to produce and grow food. I could see why it would make sense. Um, but overall, you know, I don't like messing around with Mother Nature. All right, we have two more on the list. We're just going to throw it out there. I'll say it, and if you have an opinion, just shout it out. Homeschooling 
What's your opinion? I have an opinion. All right. Let's hear it. <laughs> Got a lot of teachers. As here. a teacher, I think you're you're uh, you're as you're as a parent, you're you're neglecting your child. You're keeping them from all of these social experiences, which are half or more than half of the uh, of the school experience that your 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 son or daughter is having. I agree. Um, so a big fail, worse than charter schools. Sure. <laughs> I'm with you 100%, but I think like for the odd kid who's like like the child actor or something like that, who's like on location and doing things, like if you have yeah. like a weird job as a kid, and most kids don't have jobs, I think it's a good option, Agreed. but I'm yeah. 100% coach, with you yeah. socially, I'm 100%. Yeah. But like for those odd cases, I think it can come in handy. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And how many of those child actors turned out okay? Well, but I don't think it's because of the homeschooling. I think it's because of other things. I think it's all because of the homeschooling. <laughs> and the social media. Yeah, it's that social media thing. And the genetic engineering. Throw that in there, too. I was a kid. I had a computer and an internet connection in my room. I'd never come out. <laughs> yep. no, that's 100% true. I say that to my middle schoolers all the time. I'm like, man, if I had had a phone when I was your age, I'd be in jail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last one on what's your opinion, universal free health care. If we could figure out how to do it, I think it's a great idea. Amen. Yeah. yeah. should be a right, not a luxury. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Totally. Agree. One thing I worry about is will it attract on the, on the medical side, you know, now there's an incentive for physicians to get into it because they can make some good money. Would there be the incentive to bust your butt for 8, 10, 12 years to go to med school um, if the rewards aren't there in yeah. universal health care? So. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I hear it. And, th and this is what um, universal health care provided by the government sits in the Congress. <laughs> All right. With, along with everything else in Congress. Along with everything else in Congress. Here we go. The next section, how do we help people? How do we help people eat better on a daily basis? Now, I put this in parentheses could be as radical as closing all fast food restaurants or simply as helping people start home gardens. DJ, what's your thought on this? Boy, that's a, um, as someone who uh, does not have the best diet, um, you know, I don't think there's a simple answer to that just because there's so many factors of, you know, where you are, who you are, um, but man, you know, I've been—I actually have been thinking about this all day, and I don't have a good answer. Big Mike, do you have an opinion on and tell us what? How do we how do we help people become? I don't know. I eaters? think you'd have to break it up into two two objectives, and I think maybe think of things in the long term and the short term. Right? There are people who are who are taking in too many calories, um, and so I'm not opposed to restricting like. Now, I guess as I'm saying this, I'm also like in my head sure. thinking of all the counter counter arguments. But you could restrict the, uh, the the access you have to all of these horrible things that are for you just because they taste good. Sure. Um, but then you don't want to restrict people's freedoms, right? Um, yeah. But then also, I guess in the long term, um, thinking about like kind of like what Europe has done, you know, taking away some of just the the absurd chemicals and additives. Yeah, um, yeah, that's good. Uh, and saying that could be uh, that could be beneficial to us over the long term. So sure. I don't, I don't have a good answer for it. Yeah, uh, Papa Gates. You know, I, I really agree with Mike on it's. I think it's a personal choice and personal freedom. But I think at the same point, we really need to educate people. 
I've always said I think the most important class in school is health class, and to me it's just like blown off and people don't look at it as that important because, you know, teach kids about their body, how to live with their body, how to treat their body as well as they can, and then they have to make their own decisions. Yeah. But I think if we educate people a lot, um, I like the chemical thing, but uh, ultimately um, it's, your own, it's your own choice. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And one last thing, just I know they talk about like food deserts, like certain areas, you know, I don't know how you solve that where people just can't have access mm. to like fresh produce and things that are good for mainly city areas. Yeah. So I could see that being the area the government tries to subsidize. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as saying you can't eat this, you can't eat that, hey, you know, it's up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Mikey D. I would suggest um, don't eat as much prepared foods. Mm. Eat as much. You know, whole foods as you can, things that you buy in the produce aisle. You know, they always say shop the perimeter of the store, not the middle. Yeah, sure. And then stay away from the supersize me yeah. mentality. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than that, I mean, it's it's all a balance, you know. Yeah. There's no right or wrong. You know, with, uh, with Cole, uh, a plant pathologist or plant pathology at Penn State, um, he did a, a couple really cool micro gardens where they... High intensity plants grown in like almost a shipping container. Mm-hmm. Uh, restaurants use them in New York City. They, yeah, they I've grow heard of that. Herbs. That's pretty cool. Um, wouldn't it be cool? Is um, I know we can get a mini kegerator for your house, <laughs> like a mini garden. <laughs> you know, unfortunately, I think you would go through so many tomatoes and lettuce. But one day a week, if you had a mini garden, one or two days a week, you could supplement your mm-hmm. your diet. I think. All right, there you go. Next, we go straight into the questions. Remember, this is the episode called All About You or All About Me. Like if it's you talking to yourself in the head, it's like all about me. But if it's me as a host, it's all about you. How would you describe yourself in just one word? Now, I'll I'll go off on a little tangent. I was thinking about it today, and I wanted to say uh, trustworthy or, you know, diligent or... And then I just came up with fantabulous. <laughs> you know, that's I don't, spot on. I would I agree. I would agree. Hundred percent. and stuff, but <laughs> Mikey D, do you have one word that maybe <laughs> describes yourself in one word? Oh, that's tough, man. Um, you know, modesty is always a tough thing. Um, I would say kind. How about that? Kind. I like that. I'll agree. I'll agree. Yeah, I'll agree. Yeah, good. Yeah, that's a good one. Papa Giggs. Can it be hyphenated? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go with easygoing because I think by nature I'm oh, easygoing. Yeah, like in my past good. job, it sure. didn't always allow me because you're so hyper-scheduled and I had to try hard. But by nature, I think I'm just easygoing. an easygoing yeah, person. Mr. Retirement's like, oh, I'm yeah. easygoing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm but by nature, I always have been. By nature. No, I agree. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Big Mike, do you have a word? I don't know. Um... I'm going to go with succinct. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Fancy word. Now you can't say anything then. That's true. I'm respond to the least amount of words possible tonight. Awesome. DJ? I, this is one I had to think about because I didn't want to, you know, pat myself on the back or, or bury myself. Uh, predictable. And I mean it in a good way. You know, I'm, you know, I'm not going to fly off the handle on things. I'm generally kind. Um, my reaction to things is predictable. Things I like are rather predictable. I'm at that point in my life where I'm predictable. <laughs> You're reliable. And predictable. Reliable. We thought you were going to say that. Yeah. That's a good thing. That is a good thing. 
All right, question two. What is your favorite word or phrase that you use a lot? Papa Giggs, do you have something that, a phrase or a word you use a lot? Nice. Nice. It's simple, but I just sure. feel I say that a lot in, just, yeah. Yeah, in response to what people are enjoying, yeah. Excellent. Nice. Excellent. Mikey D? I don't, I don't know if I have anything that I can think of. Yeah. Awesome, maybe? That is awesome. I, when, I, when I say that, I kind of feel like I'm a tool saying <laughs> I use the word awesome all the time, but I don't know. DJ, do you have uh, do you have something? Yeah, and it's, I'm surprised no one said this already. But fuck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, actually, if if it's a family show, then I'll go with nice. I do say nice a lot. Big Mike. Uh, my first thought was that it, I was going to use uh, something similar to to Dennis's, um, but I use the word diabolical a lot. Whoa. <laughs> You know, something, something it's very succinct. Something <laughs> happens and I say diabolical. Nice. Um, I can't believe I, that. I put it in places where it doesn't belong. It's funny. Um, <laughs> I, I, diabolical. I'll use it later on. Don't worry. I, <laughs> Are you, okay. Yeah. I was about to ask, like, could you use it like No, it's situational. No. Okay. It would have to be you, you'll you'll know when you hear it. I can't wait. <laughs> I cannot wait. Mine's pretty plain and simple. Bing bong boom. Hey, let's get it done. <laughs> All right. The next is an interesting one. But the question is, what is your star sign and do these star signs mean anything? Mikey D? Well, my star sign is cancer, um, which could be a very bad thing. <laughs> so I don't really think they mean anything. I mean, I know lots of people put a lot of weight in them and the whole tarot thing and all that, but I don't, I don't buy it. Don't buy it. No, I don't. I hear you. All right, Papa Gigs, do you have something? Echo cancer as well. For me, they don't mean a whole lot. Like, uh, you know, I respect that other people are into them, but I'll read occasionally if you know things that I see. But I don't seek advice out based on sure. my signs or my compatibility. You know, bless it, everybody. Do your thing. Yep, yep. Because we're not living in a village like in the forest, in, like south of England. And she is shooting star and worry about that. <laughs> Big Mike? Uh, I'm a Capricorn, apparently. Uh, I don't know when the dates begin and end. It's not by the month. I know that. It's like a specific yeah. date. And so I, I love it when people say, oh, that's so Virgo. You know, or, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm an Aries, so that makes me really difficult to work with. And I'm like, no, you're just difficult to work with. That's what makes you <laughs> difficult to work with. Um, so I really I don't put a lot of stuff uh, weight into this. That's a good one, DJ. How about you? Uh, I'm a Sagittarian. I know that, uh, but I do not put um, any significance towards it. And I, Mikey D said that, and I respect people who put you know they they uh, you know give a lot of weight to it. And I know a couple of people who who do, and I'm baffled by you know their reactions to certain things and then associating them with the star signs and i'm just oh thanks yeah yeah that's very good that's very good well gentlemen i'm about to shut you all down <laughs> because i am a scorpio and that's october 24th to november 21st it's a representation as a scorpion it's related to the greek legend of the scorpion that stung orion to death uh, said to be why Orion sits as Scorpio rises in the sky. Mm -hmm. Get it? 
<laughs> you know, it's all about loyalty and devotion. Because <laughs> that's what I am. A Scorpio. And also, their passion. I have passion. You are both loyal and <laughs> devoted, Pat. I must and say. passionate. Yes, and passionate. Now, I'm going to read it. Scorpio is ruled He's still by... still going. <laughs> oh, I'm still going. It's not an Al Pacino movie. <laughs> Scorpio is ruled by Pluto, the planet that governs both destruction and transformation. On a good day, Scorpion energy is ambitious and enticing. <laughs> Dennis is checking his email. <laughs> On a bad day, however... The shadowy side of Scorpio is fueled by the relentless desire for control. <laughs> I don't know if that's you. You don't seem like a controlling type of person, do you? Okay, I'm looking both ways. And Susan, I, <laughs> I was like, okay, control, click. It brings up a menu. Menu, print, <laughs> copy, paste. It's a button on the It's computer. a button control. I think Pat likes things the way they should that's be. That's true. You are orderly. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But no, not in a bad way. No, no, no. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's orderly and then there's controlling. Yeah, exactly. All right. What was your dream job as a child? Now, I'll go first on this one. This was, a, this was interesting for me. I, I do remember I wanted to be an astronaut, but that was during black and white TV. I, and then later on, I think maybe 8, 9, 10, I was like, oh, I want to be a baseball player. And then when I played soccer, I was like, I want to be a soccer player. Because you would just lie in bed, you would maybe watch the game, you were like, I could be that guy. Not realizing what it takes to be a professional athlete on, on all levels. So, DJ, do you have something? Yeah, you know, uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a soldier. I loved war movies. I loved history. And I thought my dad, my dad was a World War II vet. You know, he uh, he entered the uh, European theater in Normandy, like, uh, but not on D-Day, but like two weeks later, fought all the way across Europe and was on his way to being shipped to the Pacific when the war ended. I would talk to I would ask him about the war. And he, he only one time I can remember that he actually talked to me about it. And I never understood it until I got older and realized just how horrific some of the things that these kids, you know, because they were kids, yeah. must, have, uh, must have seen. And I never wanted to be a soldier after that. But I mean, I, I mean that was just, I mean, I, I'm not, uh, I have, you know, military in the family and everything. I, I uh, have total respect for the, for the military and all that. I didn't mean to infer that. But the, uh, the childhood thing, you know, got, Erased pretty quickly. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Big Mike. Um, dream job as a child. I think we've unpacked this before, but we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do second, <laughs> possibly third round. Do you guys know what I'm gonna say? Yeah. Yes. Ninja. <laughs> yes. Uh, I wanted to be a ninja. Um, I think you are. I, you I are. Think a ninja. I'm very stealthy. <laughs> it's my slenderness of of. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I wanted to, I wanted to skulk and and creep around in the darkness and assassinate people in like the most dramatic way possible, quietly. And the, the uh, throwing stars, and throwing stars. And I tell you what, I don't know if we talked about this, but I I you know I, I owned the throwing stars. I still own nunchucks. Nice. Practice swords. Sure. Um, 
And then my brother was like, dude, you can't do that. That's not a job that you can have. There's no health insurance. You don't just get a paycheck every two weeks. Like that's not that's not a viable profession. And so I gave it up and now I'm a science teacher. <laughs> you know, I could see you as a ninja and you go to break the window to get in the house. <laughs> But you don't hear the noise. You know why? You're so fast. That's right. I'm already in and out. You catch the glass. <laughs> <laughs> it is diabolical, though, Mike. you got to oh, give you that. Diabolical. Papa Giggs, do you have something? Like you, Pat, I, I had the professional athlete. This little kid um, would be a football player. But I think I did realize as a little guy that wasn't realistic. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I shouldn't say the word nerd, but my inner nerd I kind of got in touch with. Our parents... Used to take us on these like day trips. They'd call and we'd go to like uh, the Mercer Museum in Doylestown. I know this one had a big impact at Washington's yep. Crossing, and uh, I was like like all the artifacts. And I thought it'd be cool to be an archaeologist. So that was kind of like just for a couple years. That was I do remember that thinking about being an archaeologist sure. as a kid. Oh, that's yeah. awesome! Yep. Great, great, Mikey D. Uh, kind of like a ninja. I wanted to be a superhero. Nice. No health insurance there either. <laughs> <laughs> so you're indestructible, though. So. Last, yeah, yeah. Well. That that didn't last long. Um, I don't know. I, 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 I at one point I wanted to be a pilot. I thought that would be kind of cool to jet set around the world and yeah. fly around. But obviously that didn't happen. <laughs> it's just a hobby now. <laughs> yeah, I wish it's more like a dream. Yeah, <laughs> that'll never happen. <laughs> Those are great. You know, this is a great episode. We're learning about us. You know, it's all about you. Hey, let's go to the next one. Um, all those were positive. Now let's go to the biggest negative ones. What's your biggest pet peeve? I'll go first. I was, <laughs> I was hoping, Big Mike, you like you had the questions because when I read my answer, you would interrupt. But I, I hate people that don't listen and interrupt me. <laughs> <laughs> do I do that? No, no. Uh, I, I was hoping everyone saw the question. So when I said, oh, I'm going to tell you mine. And as soon as I started talking, you would have said, oh, oh, hey, hey, hey. Oh. <laughs> You're looking for the setup. All right. I do interrupt. I, it's a bad, bad habit. It's my upbringing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mikey D, do you have a biggest pet peeve? Uh, littering. Oh. Can't tolerate people who litter. Yeah. No excuse for it. Papa Giggs, how about you? Selfish people. People who think the world revolves around them and that their actions don't have impact on other people. Drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Big Mike. Um, I think negativity. I work with a lot of people who are actively burning out yeah. <laughs> in real time and they just admire the hell out of their the problems that are existing and they just they don't do anything to proactively work towards improving their lives. So they just kind of admire this negativity and sit in it. Sure. And uh, that's my pet peeve. Excellent. DJ? People who throw lit cigarettes out their car window driving in front of me. <laughs> oh. And close second is the people who just leave their shopping carts in the middle of, of the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> See, we here in Pennsylvania, DJ, not as many of those people, like the shopping cart people. The cigarette people are still there, but so most of the people return them. I think, don't you think? I think for the most part to the corrals, maybe. Yeah, the yeah. car corrals, but yeah, there's, a, there's a surprising. I was. They have they they have the corrals where I am, but I was uh, at the uh, the stop and shop by me last week, and uh, a friend had called me, so I sat in the car for a couple minutes on the phone. And the woman parked on the opposite side of the stall from me, comes up, 
puts her car, you know, her groceries in the car, and then leaves her cart in front of her car, but in front of my car. Mm. Gets in the car, and I, I could, I couldn't help myself. I, you know, hit the horn quick to get her attention. And I just gave her one of the gestures, like with the arms upraised, like you know, what are you doing? And then she wouldn't make eye contact with me. Got in her car and left. There's this, there's this. Uh, I think he's, I don't know if it's Instagram or YouTube, but there's a, there's a channel called Cart Narc. Cart yeah. <laughs> Have you seen him? It came to my head when the lady put the cart there. I was like, all right, do I get out? And he like he goes around. He has like stickers he puts on people's cars, and uh, he's really just looking to incite them and irritate them. And it works like every time. And they challenge him to a fight, but he's like, why didn't you just put the cart back? <laughs> um, he's super snarky. He get, oh, it's, it's fantastic. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Hey, uh, next question is: What is your life motto? Mikey D? Uh, gee, my whole life motto. That's tough in a podcast. I guess uh, do unto others as you would have done to you. Is that how it goes? Oh, yeah. That's a great one. Is that the right motto? Big Mike? I know you didn't read any of the questions. That's okay. Yeah, I'm at a loss. I don't know. Okay, I'll get back to you. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Papa Giggs? Love your brother, love your sister. I found I said that all the time at school, you know, just, hey, they might not think like you, they might not be like you, but just respect them and love them and be kind and, yeah. Very good, very good. And uh, I just love the line on this. Some rise, some fall, some climb to get to Terrapin. I just love that, 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 that line some rise some fall and some climb to, to get the terror and it's it's not a, it's a place it's a place in your mind or it's a place where you want to be it didn't hurt whenever i heard the song because mikey big mike is here <laughs> and mikey d would did they play it that two years ago at philly no, I don't no. Think so. no um so i've seen it with you, yeah. yeah i've seen it with mikey d and I'm, dennis i've seen it with you a few times oh yeah yep uh, so, so DJ, mine is also an extension of the lyric, and it actually made me Instagram famous for a day. Once in a while, you can get shown the light in the strangest of places if you look at it right. Adam, did you guys see that Instagram thing? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 loved it. It was a great one. <laughs> I claim to fame. I tried to find. I don't even know where it is, but it's it's out there somewhere on the internet. Yeah, yeah. and and it only took you how many years to get to claim the fame? <laughs> I know. They, 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 we need to find an old guy to get a quote from. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. So I am not a big Harry Potter fan, but I was like, this is a great question, I think, for about you because there's four houses. Which Hogwarts house do you most identify with? Now, before I go ask everybody's answers, Ravenclaw values intelligence, creativity, and wit. Hufflepuff values kindness, hard work, and patience. Gryffindor values bravery, loyalty, and chivalry. And then Slytherin. No, so I say it with a negative. <laughs> like Vaseline? <laughs> yeah, Vaseline. <laughs> values ambition, cunning, and resourcefulness. DJ, do you have an answer for us? I do. So I actually... My daughter's a huge Harry Potter fan, so I, I actually texted her at work today. I'm like, what house, you know, at, at Hogwarts, what house would I be in? And she's like, 
said I she said I was a cross between Gryffindor and Gryffindor and Ravenclaw to the wizardingworld.com to take a test. And I am where am I? Ravenclaw. All right, Big Mike, what is yours? Um, well, I think initially everyone wants to be Gryffindor, right? Because that's where like the heroes from. But as I'm looking at these values, I think I value all of them, but uh, mostly uh, Ravenclaw. I think I, I I'm drawn towards people who are intelligent, creative, and and and, and witty. I like that. So, yeah, I like this guy. It's <laughs> <laughs> my wizarding friend, <laughs> and DJ. Papa Giggs, what house? I don't know. I think I'm going to be homeless. Um, I don't think I'm a perfect fit with any of them. I think I'm kind of a Ravenclaw Hufflepuff, probably leaning a little bit more toward Hufflepuff. You're a, yeah. you're a Huffleclaw? Huffle. There you go. Huffleclaw. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I should have asked my, hot, my loved ones, my wife and daughter, what they think I am because right. I've never read or saw a movie or anything. Go with Hufflepuff. Oh, they're great books, man. Books, yeah. They're really good. Yeah. If you like reading, if you like novels. I'm not a fantasy i just i'm a real world guy uh, i'm not, a, I'm not much of a fantasy good guy yeah. we're gonna i like what you just said big mike we're getting t-shirts made with like the combo of the two houses and those poor kids are gonna go, that's not right slytherin door <laughs> Can, go i ahead. quick texted my wife and daughter and she said i'd be either ravenclaw or hufflepuff so sure. those were the two that i made yeah, so i, like I guess it. okay you know, and you're, I, I'm going to say, Giggler, in your retirement, your look could be that of a, like a, a professor. Mm. Yes. At, so would uh, that be Ravenclaw? You'd be, you'd be Professor Giggler. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> All right. Mikey D, what's your house? Um, well, you know, in the movies and in the book, it's very clear which ones are the good guys and the bad guys. So nobody wants to right. be in the bad guy house. Clearing. Yeah. <laughs> right, that's a bad one. But these descriptions that you read, they're all very positive. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, Slytherin. What... Slytherin is ambition, cunning, and resourcefulness. I mean, who doesn't want to be resourceful, right? Yeah, I'm a Boy Scout, right? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that's, I can identify with all these houses, but I'm probably more Ravenclaw than anything else, I yeah. think, if I had to be honest. Sure. Yeah, I chose Ravenclaw too because Luna was one of the brightest and most talented witches. <laughs> you got reading off of her <laughs> Was she a Scorpio too? <laughs> yes, she was. And definitely one of the most famous Ravenclaws of the Harry Potter series. Despite her eccentric and difficult socializing skills, Luna Lovegood excelled in her studies. I, I don't even know her from the books. She was very talented at charms and defensive magic that a ninja would also appreciate. Damn right. Damn right. <laughs> I like it. All right, that's a good one. Good segue right into the music questions. During your listening years of music, what was a music genre that was out of the norm at the time that you gravitated to? And what was the band or bands that made you move the needle to that genre? Now, I did do an IE, punk, disco, new wave, R&B, pop, reggae. You didn't get rid of your values. If you were a rock fan, you didn't get rid of it. But you were like, hey, what's this new music? Listen, I'm going to go first because I fell like head over heels. I'd never like buzz cut my hair or turned it yellow on one side. But when new wave came out, man, I was like into it. And then, you know, when I did some research today on the new wave, here was the first like... <laughs> 
eight bands. Talking Heads, Elvis Costello, The Police, Blondie, Eurythmics, Duran Duran, Tears for Field, Depeche Mode, The Cars. Frankie Goes to Hollywood was number 10. Uh, when you said New Wave, I, I didn't realize... I was thinking of something else. I didn't... Those are... Yeah. Those are great bands. So yeah. now I'm going to go from like 50 back up. Pet Shop Boys, Spando Ballet, Done. XTC, Out. Thompson Twins, <laughs> Simple Minds, they were good. Flock of sea ba- uh, Seagulls, Culture Club, Bamaranorama, Devo. So I think they put all those bands in one genre, New Wave. But you, I think you really could have split those up. To have Spandau Ballet and the Talking Heads uh, mentioned in the same breath could be considered blasphemous in some circles. <laughs> Agree. Yep, yep, yep. So that was mine. Uh, we'll go around there. DJ, you just chimed in. Do you have one? You know, I um, actually, I, I, you know, but my getting into it, like the folk Americana thing with John Prine, who got me there. Um, but when you mentioned New Wave, I. I got uh, Joe Jackson caught my attention, and I loved him, and I started to see him, and I still love him. And it's kind of um, – he's an outlier with, you know, stuff I listen to, but I'll still put on Joe Jackson. Entire albums, you know. Day and night, sharp, I'm the man. I'm the man. They're all yeah. good. Mikey D., what do you got? I don't – I'm kind of boring. I guess I don't have anything. I don't know. I mean, I kind of just – I've never really gotten really into one thing or another at any point in time. I've always kind of liked a wide variety of stuff. Sure, so sure. never really, I don't know. I don't really never have a good answer. To, no, that's fine. No that's cool. Answer. Yeah. Uh, Papa Gates. For me, it was punk. I was not, there weren't too many punk rockers at my school. Not that I dressed like it, but I wore the shirts. And sure. my parents wouldn't have let me dye my hair, put safety pins and through my ears and stuff. But uh, mm-hmm. I think I can count on one hand the amount of kids who were in Sex Pistols and Jam sure. T-shirts and putting but- buttons on their jacket at high school, but uh, yeah. And, and did was, your older brother have a little influence? on That was my sister. My sister. Oh, I sister. still remember she, she brought home the Ramones' <laughs> "Rocket to Russia," and then and yeah, and that was. But then, yeah, there's just so many things with my siblings enjoying it, and then just with my buddies going to record store. There were a couple buddies awesome. that I had, but uh, yeah, going to see the Misfits at Nakak. Nice. When I was in ninth grade on Halloween night, that oh, was God. that was a fun one. I didn't go to the mosh pit; I was too scared. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I, I did bar a leather jacket and I spiked my hair that night. That's Perfect. Epic, yeah. Uh, Big Mike. Dennis, I'm kind of pissed at you. I mean, of all the millions of artists you could have named, uh, we have the same one. <laughs> um, Jackson. No, I, um, I last episode I told a story about how I went to go see Dave Matthews at Madison Square Garden. I had this horrible seat so i moved to the back of the stage and for his encore he came out and played uh angel from montgomery uh just by himself like with a guitar and I, at madison square garden and i was like what is this um and that led me down to down the path of john prine um who i had kind of ruled out right because he um at, i guess at the same time garth brooks was kind of blowing up and the idea of listening to country music um was not something I was ever interested in. And so, um, so I told my brother about this guy that I had heard about, John Prine. This was before YouTube. I mean, you had to kind of do some work to listen to the guy. Oh, yeah. It wasn't oh, just yeah. like you couldn't pull him up on Spotify. And so he bought me the double disc Strange Days, which was like all of, a lot of John Prine's music. And, um, and that's like Americana, right? It's like this music that I would have never found. And then that led me to like the ability to write a song with weird stories in them that 
you didn't think that songs could be written about. Sure. Um, and so that's that's what I was drawn to. And so there weren't many people at Penn State in 1997, 98, <laughs> listening to John Prime. Not at all. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but I was one of them. So, nice. Yeah. Sweet. That's awesome. He's, uh, yeah, he's fantastic. And then I got to see him twice before he passed away. Oh, really? Wow. Oh, cool. um, once in New Orleans. That was no way. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. That's great. All right, question two in music. Is there a band that you listen to on the radio, album, tape, or CD, or streaming? No. <laughs> Notice how I explain that <laughs> of the age categories of the members of the podcast. <laughs> uh, that you once saw them live and you were thinking, why did I wait so long? These guys are great. Now, listen, I'm going to go um, first on this one. I'm sure we've listened to a lot of bands. But I, I think I was 16 or 17. Head 77 came out. Um, Talking Heads played that and some of uh, newer stuff that was coming out on Fear of Music. And they played at Stony Brook University. But I'm telling you, it was awesome. It was early Talking Heads. Listen to the music. Then saw him live, and I was like, this is the band for me. And that kind of took me down that path. Um, but, yeah, that was mine. It was, it was a lot of fun. Uh, Mikey D., do you have anybody? <laughs> All right. This might be a little embarrassing. I'm going to date myself a little bit. But back in the 80s, I went and saw a Rick Springfield concert. Nice. And he was on General Hospital at the time, and I was like, why am I going to see this freaking General Hospital sure. guy? Where was it? Was it a local uh, fairgrounds, like yeah. Middletown, New York fair, like Allentown Fairgrounds. I'll tell you what, man, that guy put on a freaking show. Oh, really? Wow. Was, yeah. really I, was, huh? I mean, I was kind of a younger teenager at the time, but I was still like, sure. I was not expecting much, which was probably appropriate, but <laughs> I, was, I was... From Blackie Parish. I was pretty impressed, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't have a lot of wide... <laughs> experience at that time in my life either so you know i had limited exposure but sure i was i was pretty blown away not yeah. like you know becoming a rick springfield fan all of a sudden but sure. you know it was the, it was a pleasant surprise and the ladies there would say right <laughs> yeah yeah and there were a lot of ladies there too that might have helped that's nice i like that. <laughs> yeah, that that's his demographic yeah, yeah. <laughs> papa gigs now, I kind of interpret this question as, why did I wait so long? I focus on that part. And for me, it's Pearl Jam. I, I, sure. I remember watching a live on MTV and getting into them right away. And the second record I bought it the day it came out. But I didn't see them until 2000. So their first, you know, I don't know how many tours, I didn't see them. And I know for them it was kind of hard to get tickets with the whole Ticketmaster fiasco. Sure. But I did not see them live until 2000. And then I became a live addict. Nice. So for PJ. That's awesome. Great, great. Big Mike? I, um... I don't know if I waited so long. I've kind of interpreted this this question in a different way as everyone was talking. Um, it was 1995, and my friends and I in high school went to go see Dave Matthews open up for Big Head Todd and the Monsters. Whoa. Oh, I missed that tour. I had yeah. tickets for that show. <laughs> you did? It was at Kirby wow. Fieldhouse. I wasn't here. It was somewhere else, but I was, yeah. <laughs> and I was like... Well, I'm there to see Big Head Todd. He's got Broken Hearted Savior. Yeah. He's got Bittersweet. Like, let's sure. go. These Dave and everyone's like, "Oh no, you're gonna like Dave Matthews." And I was like, "Fuck Dave Matthews!" <laughs> yes. Like he can, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "I'm here for Big Head Todd." <laughs> and um, dude, I was like, by the time I was done, I was like, "I'm ready to like name my firstborn Dave." <laughs> and they just killed it. 
and, sure. and just it was just such a magical performance that I was like converted instantly. Awesome. So that's a good one. And DJ, what do you who do you have? Oh, gigs, you got me. Uh, I was going to say Pearl Jam. I mean, I love Pearl Jam out of the gate, um, but I did not see them. I think it might have been 2000. It might have been the same year. And that, they had that whole Ticketmaster thing, and it was uh, you know, a pain in the ass. And I finally saw them. I'm like, oh, my God, these guys are just legit. They played two and Jones Beach shows that year. Was it one of those? No, it might have been. Maybe it was the year before. Um I have to look up the year. It was actually Randall Island. That's great. All right, question three in music. What new genre of a band or artist that you were so excited to see live that did not live up to all the hype? And did those bands ever make it right? I don't know. DJ, do you have anybody? Okay, I have one that I didn't even have to think about this one. Elvis Costello. Mm. I, I was excited to see him. Uh, this is going back, you know, this is, I was in college, so it was 1979, I think. And he was terrible. He was terrible. I couldn't believe how bad he was. He, he I don't even think he played 30 minutes. Wow. And, yeah. and he has so many just, songs, you know, too. You know, back then, I'm not sure how big his body of work was. He has made up for it. I've yeah. seen him. And, you know, he's not, it was a lot of thrash. It was in a, uh, it was in the Binghamton gym. So the sound probably sucked, too. Uh, but I remember leaving that. I was like, it took us longer to park than the show was. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, Big Mike, anybody? Yeah, and I'm probably going to be um, ostracized for this, but Van Morrison. Mm. Oh, he's uh, oh he's notorious he's a, he's for that, right? Dick. Yes. <laughs> he's yeah. like, he's famous. I didn't realize this, but he's just like famous for being like, I'm going to play none of the hits. Yeah. And if I don't like the way this song goes, I'm going to play it again. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to play the most obscure songs ever. So you know, I don't mind not hearing Brown Eyed Girl, but you got to play into the Mystic. Like that's <laughs> like that's worth. Sure. And he sure. was just like, Nah, you're not getting it. Like mm. it was, he was almost like he had this resentment for the people who were paying the tickets. Yeah. And as the, as the as the obscurity grew, I just like I became more and more angry. Sure. Uh, and I can't hate him because I still listen to him. But yeah. God, that yeah, was I've heard thing. that from other people. They were like, "You never know what you're getting that night." Yeah, he's just a grumpy old Irishman. Yeah, yeah. that's a good answer. Yeah. yeah, I saw him and I had the same experience. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Papa Gigs. Well, mine's very similar, and I've heard Bob Dylan was a disappointment oh, when oh I saw. Him. You know, I saw him in the. Uh, it was probably the late '80s, early '90s, and I had heard. You know, and he's. You know, I understand he's playing the same songs for years and years. He's going to diff- different arrangements, and I get that, but just never spoke to the audience even once. Like I don't sure. expect him to say, "Hey, how you doing, Philadelphia?" I don't expect that, but it was just a, a little disappointment, even though I knew. Kind of what I was getting into. Yeah, I love Bob Dylan, yeah. and I went. I've seen Dylan about ten times, and every time I went, I was like, "Okay, this is going to be the night." And every time I saw him, he was so bad. <laughs> I mean, just vocally, and he has a penchant for rearranging songs, sometimes to yeah. the point of unrecognizability. Sure. And I just, I came to the conclusion. I think the last time I saw him was in the 90s that his songs are better left done by others. Yeah. And I love his tunes, but I just like other people doing them. Yep, yep. Mikey D, who do you have? Anybody? I, you guys took my answer. I was going to say Bob Dylan. Sure. Um, 
I saw him at the Coca-Cola Park concert. Okay. He, he yeah. played, that was a great show. He played with Willie. We were together. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Willie Nelson yeah. and How John was Willie. Was he good? Willie was great. Played yeah. all the hits. He holds yeah. up. And his band was great. Now, Bob Dylan's band was freaking tight. They were yeah. awesome. Sure. But he was just so vanilla and just nothing. But yeah. I have a new insight on Bob Dylan. I watched the, um, the, the Biggest Night in Pop documentary that's on Netflix now mm. about the We Are the World yeah. song and the making okay. of the We Are the World. Oh, that's right. I don't know if any of you guys have seen it. I haven't no, yet. No. It's, it's worth a watch. But um, Bob Dylan was there, and he was very uncomfortable because he's around all these performers who are known for singing, and he is not a singer at all. Yeah. So he was very self-conscious, and you could tell in the video that he was just way out of his element and not comfortable. So I think he's just... I just don't think he's a performer. I think mm-hmm. he's an artist, and I think he, he has a good talent, but he, when he's in front of a crowd, he is not comfortable yeah. at all. Sure. So yeah. I think he's embarrassed or shy or just doesn't want to talk to people. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> he's an introvert, you know, ultimate introvert. Yeah, his studio Trying work to... is like off the charts. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that'd oh, be my good. Awesome. All right, now we're moving down. Super Bowl concerts. This is a two-part read. Remember I gave you the Wikipedia there. All right, so from 1967 to 1979, there were no real popular bands during the halftime show. Um, maybe the Arizona, you know, uh, University of Arizona band. Uh, name an artist or band that was popular during that time that would have been a good halftime show. And I gave you, like, uh, i.e., uh, Glenn Campbell, Sonny and Cher, of course, it was still Snash. Now, during 67 to 79, the first few was just like, you know, the marching band. But then in the early 70s, they would play like the um, Broadway hits and the marching yeah, band would play. Up to the people. What's that? Up to the people. Yeah, up to, up to the people. They were great. It was awesome. Now, I am going to go first. I think like the first Super Bowl, 1967, Green Bay playing Kansas City. Sonny and Cher would have been an awesome halftime show. Now, we all know the sound in the stadium was terrible. But imagine they come out on a stage. There's no cameras. There's no billboard. There's no screens. But they sing, the beat goes on, I got you, Mm -hmm. babe, and then do a cover of something. Because the halftime show technically is only like 15 minutes. Mikey D., do you have anybody? Uh, Only the, the king of rock and roll, Elvis. Oh my god, I didn't even think about that. Only Elvis. <laughs> Only Elvis. <laughs> he would have freaking rocked the Super Bowl. He would have rocked the Super Bowl. Mr. Las Vegas. Wow. Hell yeah. It's funny you said that because there was an impersonator, I think, in like 76 <laughs> that did it. An Elvis impersonator yeah. on the halftime show. Papa yeah. Giggs, what do you got? I know they played later, but give me the Stones. Like from 68 to 72. I don't think there was a better band, so get them in one of those years sure, and uh, get them rocking. I like it. I like it. Big Mike? Yeah, as you guys are talking, I'm thinking about these bands, but it was like a different monster back then. They, um, Like if you had Elvis or the Stones, I'm not disagreeing with anything you're saying, but sure. they were just so like drugged out. <laughs> like it's such a timed event, right? Like there's 18 sure. minutes and you've got to like bring all this stuff together and they would have just been like, yeah, we'll get there. You know, like it, I don't know if I would have. I don't know if they would have pulled it off, but I think they probably wouldn't. Have. It's um, maybe but, Karen Carpenter. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what would have worked. Um, so I'm not disagreeing with any of you. And my answer is in the same sort of vein. Uh, I think Led Zeppelin. Oh, would yeah. have. I don't know what song. 
It wouldn't have been Stairway. What, what no. song would have, I guess they probably would have had to have done a medley sure. uh, if it were At, true a nice Super Bowl. Medley, yeah. Communication uh, breakdown. Give me that yeah, buzz. Yeah, that yeah, rips off. Rock and roll, <laughs> Black Dog, yeah, all yeah, of it. Yeah. yeah. Whole lot so, of love. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, so. That's good. I like it. DJ? Well, in the context of the times, um, I was reading it as the early 70s. I was thinking of Don McLean. You could have the, the American Pie sing along. Oh, you know what? A whole stadium of people singing American Pie. That'd be pretty powerful. Yeah, that would be powerful. Awesome. All right, so we're still in the Super Bowl question. Best halftime show. Uh, we'll go to Papa Gigs. What do you got? You two. Oh. Um, they played uh, New Orleans. It was like not too long after 9 I think probably yeah, 2002, right. I guess. Yep. Yeah, kind of the sure. year after, yep. you know. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, Green Day joined him on stage just for a little bit. I'm not the biggest Green yeah. Day fan. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. but yeah, I know they did Beautiful Day. Yeah. And, uh, I can't remember all the songs they played, but it was powerful. That's a good one. Uh, big Mike? Yeah, I don't. I, the Super Bowl halftime show isn't like a big deal for me. And the one that I thought of immediately as I read this was U2. Maybe Bruce. Sure. But it was pretty powerful when Bono, like with the names were going through. Yeah. It was like not, it was only a few months after it yeah. had all gone down, right? Or was it the year yeah, after? That's, yeah, so it was too. Yeah, because, yeah, you figure, yeah, September 2001. It was 2002, yeah. Wow. So it, was, yeah, it wasn't too many months after. Yeah. So yeah. it was still kind of raw. Yeah. 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 DJ, what do you got? Prince. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. So cool, um, an interview uh, with somebody, the produ- whoever the production manager was, you know, because it's by this time, you know, everything was pretty tightly choreographed with how they would get, you know, the whole production on and off the field. Yeah. And, um, the guy was underneath the stage, and it's it's pouring out, pouring rain. and he's trembling because he's got to go tell Prince it's raining. Mm-hmm. And he's according to this guy, he said, "Yeah, Prince, I got to let you know it's raining." And he's like, "Can you make it rain harder?" <laughs> nice. <laughs> you know, he elevated up, and he he burned the place down. And now the question. Now listen, I don't mean to to pounce on bad artists. Um, the question is the worst Super Bowl halftime show, and it's just come to my mind. I just did not like Usher. It, I just I just didn't like it this year. But it just didn't wow me. Papa Giggs, who do you have? Katy Perry. I just don't. I don't remember details, but I just remember thinking eh, this isn't for me. So I can't tell you why or details. I just knew it. Yeah, it, it just did good. not grab me. Mikey D. I don't know if I have anybody. I missed a bunch of Super Bowls there for a while. I was doing sure. the volunteer thing, and I. Missed a lot of Sunday nights, so I was like, "Oh, that's right." That's I wasn't right. able mountain. to see. I missed a bunch of Super Bowls, so I don't, I don't have a good. I don't have a good answer. Big Mike. Yeah, I think it's a tie for me between Lady Gaga and uh, Katy Perry. They just—I remember yeah. watching them, and <clears throat> even though they're both good musicians, thinking there's so much going on here. It's so overdone that it's sure. taking away from any musicianship that they had. Yeah. Um, actually, no. You know, I'm going to erase my answer. Last year was Rihanna. Yeah. Yeah. And she yeah. was like pregnant. Yes, she was, yeah. And they had her like up on these like lifts. And I remember just thinking, there's so much She's that could pregnant. go wrong here. Yeah. yeah. And it's not worth it, man. <laughs> no. So I'm gonna go Rihanna. I don't sure. like that they put her in, in at risk. That's good. DJ? Black eyed peas. I remember like at the time thinking how cringe it was. And I'm just reading it now and Usher made an appearance. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, right. Black eyed peas. <laughs> That's so funny. That's a crazy one. All right, the third question of the Super Bowl halftime show, 
What would be a future crazy awesome halftime show? Now, I'm going to go first. I know it's difficult. It's super difficult because it's only, maybe you can stretch it to 17 minutes. But imagine a crazy Ringling Brothers show in the middle of the field <laughs> for 17 minutes. And not just the elephants, but like three rings of crazy stuff going on. The elephants on two feet and, uh, and a trapeze and the cannon at the end. I think that would be people and the, would and be the like, motorcycles in the dome. Yeah. <laughs> Something crazy like that. I like it. It's the Ringling Brothers. I right? like it. Papa Giggs, what do you have? Pearl Jam never played. Why not? <laughs> I like it. I like it. There are all the young, you know, more R&B artists these days, but hey, sure. why not? Let's get Good. back to rock and Good. roll for the year. DJ, do you have any something for the future? I'm trying to think. I mean, I think a, a uh, Talking Heads reunion. <laughs> oh, that would be nice. Yeah, I like that. Big Mike? I'm going to go a recreation with a hologram version of Prince. Nice. Recreating the wall, my guitar gently weeps mm. performance oh. at uh, George Harrison's sure. benefit. Mm -hmm. and that YouTube video, where he incredible. does that uh, guitar solo. <laughs> yeah. I just want to watch that guitar solo. That <laughs> sure. that would be the best halftime show for me ever. <laughs> Did that guitar ever come down? Down? Did it ever come back? Throws the guitar up yeah. in the air. No one knows where it goes. I've never seen a video where it comes down. <laughs> no, it's amazing. It's it's my favorite guitar solo ever. <laughs> It's a rocket one. Pretty awesome. Mikey D? I'm thinking something like super visual because it's the Super Bowl and I mean, it's televised, so you know, you can stage it. But I'm yeah. thinking like a Blue Man group slash Cirque du Soleil kind of oh, in the circus like theme. Less yeah. musical and more less, like less visual. Like, yeah, less like yeah. about the famous artist type of thing, more sure. of a. Artistic, yeah. kind of like the opening ceremonies, the Olympics in yes, China yes, was real. Yeah. Like oh, all these people yeah. with these funky yep. shapes and things. And Do you remember they had like the fireworks that that replicated the the giant steps? Oh, yeah. yeah, on the way to yeah. the stadium. Yeah. yeah, I remember just thinking, this is it's this amazing. Is next Some level, of the shit yeah. Done. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, great. You I have like to it. pull it off in twelve minutes or whatever. <laughs> yeah, but. You have twelve minutes. <laughs> you have twelve Go. minutes. Go. <laughs> the Super Bowl. Of car racing, what would be the best forty-five minute pre-game car race show that you would put on at the Daytona 500? That would get the crowd going more than any other band or artist. I'm, you know, I'm a big NASCAR guy. I would choose to get the crowd going was Judas Priest. It's a forty-five minute, one-hour show right before the start, and they go into their set and they. They start with Breaking the Law. They go into Turbo Lover, Living After Midnight, and then you got another thing coming. Papa Giggs? Do they have to still be around today? No. Okay, good. Because good. I'm thinking, like, you know, I just don't want to get a straight rock and roll band because I don't think it'll appeal to the, the crowd as much. So I'm thinking, sure. I'm torn. I'm, I'm just going to throw two out there. Going either Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers or Stevie Ray Vaughan. Nice. So, but I can see Stevie Ray Vaughan. Just, Stevie Ray would yeah, be nice. kicking some of that good yeah. old Texas blues sure. and uh, and just really stirring things now up. That's a good one. DJ, do you have anybody? Yeah, I'm thinking that it's got to be. Uh, you know, I was thinking it has to be country oriented. Um, you know, to get folks going. Uh, so I, you know, I was thinking contemporary, somebody like Morgan Wallen. But if if we're gonna go back, and it doesn't have to necessarily be a band of today, and maybe in the vein of what you were talking about, maybe something like a Molly Hatchet or something like that. Mm -hmm. A Molly Hatchet, special mashup. 
Sure. Hey, those those drivers are flirting with disaster the whole race, yes, right? Yes, <laughs> that would be the ending right yeah. before they say, right? Uh, Big Mike, and anybody? Yeah, oh no, I, I just something just popped in my head. I think um, if we're going to try and prepare people for the race and we want an artist to do that, then we're going to bring Beyonce and she's going to sing. To the left, to the left, yeah. <laughs> to, <laughs> to the right. Because really, they're just going left the whole time, right? Sure. That's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> now, dad joke, now, flat. Right, now so, <laughs> Mikey T, what do you got? Um, I'm definitely thinking Southern Rock. Did I hear somebody said um, uh, Molly Hatchet? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So, I'm thinking either Southern Rock or maybe Johnny Cash. Oh, that would be good. Johnny Cash would be good, too. Yeah. Yeah. What song would you, as a NASCAR driver, listen to on the last few laps of the Daytona 500 that could get you pumped, that you could drive through the field and win the race? Mikey D? Okay, Papa Giggs. You know, you said, ah, that means yeah, I don't have anything. No, you think. I'm going back to the old punk days. There's a band called UK Subs, and they had a song called Keep On Running. And it was, wow. just, a, it was just a good song. Sure. I think it was, it was just on that. repeat. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I have a couple more. Oh, can I have a playlist? Going, okay. Yeah, yeah. Then I have a new artist that I really love. His name's Kevin Morby. He has a song called Motors Running. It's a good, it's a good song. And then uh, just Bruce Born to Run. So they're oh, all movement songs that yeah. all would pump me up. That's good. DJ, do you have anything? Yeah, cake. Go in the distance. Oh, nice. That's a great nice. one. That's an awesome one. Big Mike. What's a song by Eminem that's like? Uh, Where's he dressed up as Batman? You got one shot. Do not let this chance. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know. I know that song. I love that song. Oh, I wish I could think of it. I love that song so much. I don't know the name of that song. <laughs> I only got one shot. Do not let this chance. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's that's hard driving. I know that song. Yeah. Anyway, that's Mikey song. D. <laughs> I gave you some time. Uh, I'm going with Southbound by the Allen Brothers. Oh, I like that. That's good. Yeah. Because yeah. I always think of the South when I think of NASCAR. I like that. It's a yeah. good driving song. Yeah, that's a good choice. Allman you know Brothers. what? Here's mine. Do host by Rammstein. Do, <laughs> do host. Do host, maze. All right, now brings us to time machine question. The first Super Bowl was played on January 15th, 1967, with Green Bay playing the Kansas City. Were they the Chiefs back then? Yep, they were the Chiefs, then, yep. Yeah. And Green Bay winning 35-10. Take the time machine back to that era and pick up a band or artist that was popular back then and take them to the, the game and describe your day. Papa Giggs. Well, I feel like I've taken so many 60s guys already. You know, I took Keith Moon, I took Hendricks. We've all taken Keith Richards. <laughs> so this time I'm going to take Paul McCartney. Um, and I'm torn with this one because I think we might get too mob because he's so popular. Like, He's yeah. a whole Taylor Swift this year. So but not, uh, not the whole Beatles. Just, no, I'm going to take Paul Yeah, because I think he'd be really interesting. He seems like a gentleman... Um, we probably would meet a lot of people, you know, because they'd all want to come to meet yeah. Paul. Hell so, yeah. um, but I think he'd just be just a good guy to hang out with, and I think he'd enjoy the game, and it wouldn't get too wild because I'd want to, uh, you know, I would actually want to watch the game. But uh, was it was '67 when they made their big break in the states, or was it? No, well, they were done playing by then. Yeah, because that was Sergeant uh, Pepper. '67 yeah, yeah, was Sergeant yeah, yeah. Pepper, so they were done with the Shea Stadium concerts. Were maybe what '64ish, maybe '65. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Here yeah, so they were done. They were done playing live by then. But yep, Paul, Paul, and I are going to hang out and enjoy the game nice. together. Like nice, that. nice. Like a modern day Taylor Swift. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Old time Taylor. Yep. Mikey D. Yeah, did anybody notice my shirt? By the way, I, I was trying to see, but I can't. Is that Taylor Swift? Yeah. Oh, is that a Chiefs? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Taylor Swift. I can't, I can't. Where did you get that shirt? The internet's a big place. I bought it to uh, embarrass my daughter and my niece for the. I uh, took them to see the movie. Nice. <laughs> awesome! I That's love great. it. That is great. Um, Mikey D, what do you got? I'm going to take the Jackson Five. Ooh. Just because you know, I think hanging with Michael Jackson and his brothers might be kind of fun. Yeah. You know, I don't. I don't have any other real good reason. <laughs> You got a whole gang there. Yeah, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. Be a good posse to hang with. Yeah. Um, do they do doo-wop or singing in the parking lot? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're singing the whole way through, you know? Sure. All the way to the box. In the box, we're doing the cheers. <laughs> Young Michael's dancing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we're, we're attracting a crowd. Are you dressed as the manager, or do you have the outfit that, that Jackson Five? No, I'm, I'm definitely a manager. Sure. I'm kind of like sitting yeah. back, watching the performance. You don't have a fur coat on, or no, no. Just no. maybe some shades, and you know, I like it. Scoping it out, yeah. yeah. Big Mike, who do you have? Is it timely enough? Is it? Are the Beach Boys big then? I think oh, so. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah, they inspired Sgt. Pepper with Pet Sounds in '66. Right, I'm bringing the so, Beach yeah. Boys because they're not quite on the radar as much as for partying, maybe as like the Rolling Stones or the Dead, but can still probably get down. We're in California. They could show me around. Sure, I like that. Seemed like a good pick. Yeah, awesome. DJ, who do you have? Oh, this is pretty easy. Well, I'll bring the dead. But, but I'm going to bring out with us. And we're going to bring some Kool-Aid. And we're going to give a little Kool-Aid to everybody. And hilarity and mayhem will ensue. <laughs> the merrymakers. That is the best way to end the show. <laughs> the best, the best part of is it. that the best way to end the show. The hilarity and mayhem is has two strong started. notes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there we go. Episode forty-nine B. Now I, I have to tell everyone, fifty is coming up. It's a big boy. Like when I say big boy, it's like um, it's a big boy. <laughs> Wasn't there an atomic bomb called Big Boy? Yeah, right. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Um, yeah, that was the. Yeah. Yeah. So. What was it? Fat boy. Oh, fat boy. Fat, fat boy. boy little man, right. maybe. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of like wrong. There's not allowed to use those words nowadays, right? Yeah. Oh, were you saying the bomb? The <laughs> the atomic bomb was politically incorrect. <laughs> 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 Everything about it. Just the name. <laughs> Just the name. <laughs> Nothing else was offensive about it. Everything was <laughs> destroying cool. lives of like hundreds of thousands of people. With the name. The Enola so. Gay dropped it, so yeah. they, you know they. Yeah. they were, you know. That was just like wrong. <laughs> so there you have it. So we will we will be taking a two week um, hiatus to find out where we're gonna like record episode fifty, and we want everyone involved. DJ, we want you back. Um, uh, are you are you free in two weeks? Because we have a sponsor. We were thinking about like just I don't know going to an island down in the Pacific or something. <laughs> are you free? <laughs> I think I am. <laughs> Your family might not be happy with you leaving, right? But that might not work. <laughs> but there you have it, guys. Episode forty nine B in the books. Thanks for everybody joining. Let's go behind.
behind the scenes, and let's just say goodbye to everybody. Mikey D. Sayonara, everybody. Papa Giggs. Be well. Love your brother. Love your sister. Mm-hmm. Big Mike. Good night, everyone. Thanks for joining us, Dennis. DJ from afar. Take, Take care, care, everyone. Thanks, thanks for having me. me. And Pat, thanks, thanks for the work you put, you put in behind the scenes. scenes. Awesome. All right. Talk, Talk to you guys soon. soon. All right. Oh, <laughs> he left. <laughs> I thought he was going to stay on for like the five minutes of uh, of rabble rising. Rabble rising. <laughs> Let me turn this.